0: Welcome to the Douze Cast, the official podcast of the Douze Point. To learn more, visit at the Douze Point on Instagram. And now, let the show begin. hello hello and welcome back to the deuce cast presented by the deuce point my name is rain and today i'm here to talk about some more eurovision songs i can't believe we're almost at the end of our eurovision review journey but don't worry to see amazing eurovision news updates and so much more head on over to at the deuce point on instagram that is at the deuce point on instagram and there will be some more surprise podcasts coming up in the future, so stay tuned. Today, we're going to be talking about Shakya's My Sister's Crown from Vesna, Alikas Bridges from Estonia, Malta's The Buskers Dance own Party, and Norway's Alessandra, Queen of Kings. So, without further ado, let's get right on into the episode. That was a sample of My Sister's Crown from the band Vesna from uh, Czech Republic or now uh, Shekia. Um, and yeah, uh, when this initially came out, this was my top song for a long time. I think now it's still in my top 10. Um, as soon as I heard this song was going to be on uh, ESCZ, the Shekian, uh, the Shek, uh National Final Selection. Um, I was over the moon and I was like okay there's no way this is not winning because um there was good songs in that final but I don't think anything compared to the level of like Vesna's depth into the song like there's so much to talk about in this song specifically because like look at the cultural diversity of the members like you have people from all over uh eastern um eastern europe and it's kind of like like slavic empowerment song as well um discussing like themes of like gender equality like peace and love and support um i know there was a bit of controversy with um with uh the song after it was selected i know like there was like a few days where it wasn't even being announced that uh it was officially selected for eurovision yet um So, I think they're just undergoing review because, um, just like with many other songs that have discussed political sentiments in the past, um, even if they've been like uh, supporting towards another country, um, it does kind of go against the Eurovision rules to not discuss anything surrounding politics. So, hence why I believe that the song was uh, not immediately said um okay we're good to go we're going to eurovision but i'm glad that they did were able to go in the end because it's a really good empowering message and i think it's like really i think it's like an evolved version of like um your like song for peace i don't know if that makes sense like usually like uh there's like um like similar lyrics in a lot of songs like eurovision songs that discuss like peace and anti-war um and I think this year, a lot of countries have decided to take other mediums of expressing this. Like um, Switzerland took a different uh, approach, like like the growing up element of like being surrounded by war. And then Shakya's um, was a lot more metaphorical, I think, um, with the use of like the dolls, um, like this uh, sister's crown. There's like a lot of different like metaphorical elements in the song that was used to discuss like anti-war themes and... Um, yeah, so I, I, I love the cultural diversity and breakdown of the song. So we have like members from like Czechia, Bulgaria, Ukraine. Uh, the song itself is very, very culturally diverse, um, in terms of like its linguistic diversity, because you don't have just one, not one, not two, not three, but four different languages within the song. And I feel like the last one that was done was like all the way back when um when uh Dancing Lash Tumbai um all the way back in 2007 uh yeah and I I don't remember the four languages exactly but um yeah so there was a there's a lot of linguistic diversity in the song and usually it's not common to even have uh more than two languages in a song so really good props to like having like four unique languages in the song so you had like um so there's like a part in English and the part I just played for you right now is in Ukrainian. So it's like the chorus. It's like um um that's the main chorus of the song. So that is in Ukrainian. Um, however, there's also elements of English, mainly throughout the choruses. There is Bulgarian through a special, uh, Bulgarian rap section. Like there's a section of the song dedicated to a Bulgarian rap, which I thought was super cool. And I think it's basically the best rap of like, unless you'd count Karia, um, the best rap of the entire Eurovision year so far. Um, yeah. And there's also Shek, um. I don't exactly remember where the Czech elements were in the song, but I know they're scattered around the song somewhere. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of linguistic diversity in the song. And that's something I really appreciate because I love it when countries choose to send lyrics from their own country. Like uh, when France sends French songs and Spain sends Spanish songs. When Italy sends Italian songs. I know those three countries are pretty consistent, but a lot of countries are not consistent and generally only send English songs, which isn't a bad thing. But it's always great when you have your vision to express national languages through your songs. And I think that's really empowering and awesome when a country does decide to do that. So I'm really appreciative of the fact that Czechia took that step this year and introduced um, such a rich song with a lot of um, linguistic diversity um so that's the that's the like lyrics and the live i think the lyrics are amazing very strong very powerful lyrics um very good lyrics i i don't think we have to worry about the lyrics and the languages of the song i think those two are the very strong elements the music video was also very superb um i absolutely love the music video very well done. Very well. Like the the production quality was amazing on the music video. No complaints there. I feel like there's a lot of like that good embedded metaphors inside the music video with like uh like the scene with like I think that was like uh was that borscht someone uh correct me if I'm wrong, but like uh, I feel like that was like that was a metaphor for something. And then there was like the dolls as well. And there was like the the like the people dressed up in the purple suits. I, I don't know. There was a lot of like metaphorical Uh, symbols and they I think they all represented different themes in connection to the song which I did like because I always love when songs embed metaphorical symbols inside uh the music videos or performances okay so we've gone over a few strands of that of the song so um great vocals great um great vocals great um yeah so great vocals great lyrics um Great music video. However, there's one problem with Shekia's performance right now, and that is their live performance. So I know that countries that tend to do internal selections usually surprise us with bad vocals. Not all the time, obviously. Like, usually we've seen some great internal selections with great vocals. However, sometimes, like Austria 2022... Um, a song can be really hyped up, and then can produce really bad vocals, and then not qualify. And now this is my worry for Shekia this year, because all the way back watching the ESCZ performance in 2000, and yeah, I think early 2023, um, I was like, okay, this is not great live, but I think it's also because the Shekia had a very low budget for their Eurovision staging, so it's expected that they wouldn't have um, it's expected that they wouldn't have the best quality production and everything. But when they started doing live shows and everything, it only kind of got worse. and it became hard because I know that for bands, it's very hard, especially when a few people are singing, to synchronize it and to sound cohesive together. That's not an easy task, and I think that's one of the challenges of singing together in a band. Um, and I think that's one of, like, um, Shakira's downfalls this year is the inability to be, like, succinct with everyone's voices together. So it kind of sounds choppy and out of place sometimes. But yeah, that's I feel like that's, like, the main problem. Like, the live vocals are a little bit of an issue. However, if they can fix them um, and they can bring some new talented staging Something that can elevate the level of their performance right now. I'd be more willing to be more confident. It's still in my top 10. I still love the song. I still love the like the band. The band's amazing. I just really hope that the live does get better with time. Who knows? Like As I'm recording this today, there is the um, Eurovision uh, pre-party in Madrid. And the next week, it is in uh, Eurovision in concert. So who knows? Maybe they can improve their live vocals between those two shows. Uh for right now I am still saying that this will qualify. However, I'm not going to be as confident and say top 3, top 4, top 5 anymore. I'm going to say like maybe like 6th to 8th now depending on like the live performances and the staging. However, I am all for putting it back in that top 5 position depending on again those contributing factors. So other than that, uh, I want to wish Vesna uh, great, uh, like, best wishes, uh, good luck, and best of luck to Shekya this year. And now it is time to move on to our next country, Estonia. Yeah. So that was a sample of uh, bridges by uh, Alika, uh, Estonia's representative for the Eurovision Song Contest twenty twenty three, and I have to be honest, I did not love any of the songs in the Super Saturday, um, Super Saturday in February. Um, um, more specifically, the one on the eleventh, of uh, February, the one where they, they chose from like Romania, Malta, Italy. Like, I, I like some of them. But honestly, Estonia was, like, the one that kind of stood out to me. And that was my favorite by far on the day. Um, Estonia kind of sits around that, like, 13th to 15th place overall. But it's an amazing, amazing ballad. And I feel like people are criminally underrating this song. Um, yeah, it does sound, like, a little bit, like, strained on some of the vocal parts. But, like, Adika has such beautiful vocals that I kind of just feels like it surpasses that problem. Um Like, those amazing high notes, like, um, those, like, long, like, notes that she can hold for such long distance, um, it's stunning. And, yeah, I feel like, um, Alika does deserve better in terms of the, um, in terms of the odds placement and in terms of like the qualification, I feel like this is pretty much a sheer foul qualifier. I know this won't do is amazing with the televote because ballots just don't generally do great with televotes. However, I do feel that it uh, will do pretty good with the juries. And I think if it can just boost up that televote factor a little bit, because um it's it is a televote only semifinal and yeah so as long as she's able to elevate the staging to some extent and improve those live vocals a tiny bit um then i feel like there's no worries as to why she wouldn't qualify to the final like there's not much to talk about specifically with the song because like i just love it there's no problems really i have with it like this is one of the songs that just like it's good there's not much that i can do to build upon it there's not much i can like there's not much bad that can happen to it unless of course the live vocals tank but I have been watching the pre-parties, and I've seen Alika perform a few times in the live performances. Once again, there are a few more to come. But so far, the live performances are beautiful. And I feel like uh, she doesn't have anything to worry about performing live. She's a very strong and talented live performer, amazing live vocals and such. So like, I don't feel like there's any problems in terms of live vocals, which is a good thing because with Valids, you need to have very, very strong vocals. And if that's not the case, then I could see that there's a possibility of non-qualifying. But with Alika, I just don't see like that's the case. And yeah, I feel like this might be a hot take, but I'm going to even say that this could finish top five in, in the in the semi. I don't think it's going to be top three because I feel like top three is going to be a battle between... um. Austria, Slovenia, Georgia, and Armenia. Um, so I feel like um, Estonia will probably be in that top five, maybe five to six position in the semi. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that this will be a safe qualifier. I don't think there's anything stopping it from being a very elevated staging. Um, I know Alec performs by herself, which gives more possibility to maybe add some background dancing. Uh, I do hope they bring back the self-playing piano. That was pretty an uh, interesting concept from Estilo. Did I pronounce that right? Estilo, the Estonian national final. I like the self-playing piano. I think that really captivated the attention from the performance. Like It looked like she was playing the piano, and then we get up. Like the, She gets up, uh, we look over to the piano, we see it's playing mm. itself awesome. Great staging component. Really hope they do incorporate that in Liverpool because that would really add some benefit and some upgrades to the staging. So yeah, um, if that does go to plan, um, there's no reason as to why um, she can't qualify. Um, I know the position... I'm not 100% sure, um, so I, I believe she was drawn in, so she's in the second semifinal, which obviously is good because the second semifinal does have a bit weaker songs, however, overall in my, hot, it's my hot take to say that I do think the second semifinal is a little bit, uh, is a little bit stronger in terms of like the song depth, but yeah, so um actually she isn't given the best position in the second semifinal, she was drawn in the first half, she was drawn in fourth position. So, usually the fourth position doesn't have a very high qualification rate, but just like Armenia, um, and just like uh, like Serbia, and just like Norway, and just like Portugal, um, these songs are put in to kind of increase the chances of qualification, increase those odds. That way it kind of eases the tension of being placed in those certain spots for upcoming years. So, they kind of decided to put songs that are pretty much guaranteed qualifiers in difficult positions um to kind of make it so that um it raises the odds for next time so like instead of having like a 40 percent chance of qualifying now you may have a 45 percent chance or if you have like a 30 you could have a 35 percent. so kind of easing out that nervousness surrounding being placed in certain spots but yeah I feel like there's not much to worry about with like Alika's song um I feel like people either really love it or just don't like it but like it's a very honest it's a very raw performance um it's pretty different from last year and like uh usually like estonia does go with like um like male soloists like male ballads or male like country like last year um but i feel like it's very um so even looking at the even looking at Aliga's interview um she said that it's a very personal and minimalistic staging um but i feel like that can still benefit her depending on um depending on certain factors um and depending on whether or not like this fits with like the theme of the song and it doesn't go too crazy or too like bland um but yeah i feel like the staging shouldn't be a problem for alica um i heard word that she might be playing the, the cello on stage um and if that's true that could really elevate as well because we love seeing artists play instruments on stage um and sing at the same time that's a really uh, gifted skill and if she can do that that would be awesome But yeah i feel like um the song is massively underrated by the odds 22nd in the odds right now so that's not great um but yeah i feel like it's it's not something that we need to worry about too much because once again the odds are generally always wrong about certain songs and even looking at what Baltic country is going to get the best result people are still saying that Estonia is going to get the highest result um by ha- like um by almost 50%. So that shouldn't be a problem and then in terms of qualifying for the semi-final once again criminally underrated 71% in eighth place I feel like that's way too low considering Australia's in second and Slovenia's in seventh so yeah this is definitely not accurate to what like the fans will probably be selecting but you never know however I feel like we don't have to worry about Alika too much it's one of the songs that we can just have um as like qualifying and not worry about it too much because yeah it's a great song beautiful entry talented vocalist and yeah uh so best of luck to Alika and best of luck to Estonia and now it is time to move on to our third country, Malta. I can't hold, you move, I talking, I'm gone. I feel you So that was a sample from Malta's entrance uh, into the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, Dance Our Own Party by The Busker, and we have a second song this year discussing um, social anxiety surrounding like partying, uh, the first one being uh, Chachacha by Karia, Finland. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like Malta's pretty underrated again this year. I know last year they had a pretty rocky entry into the Eurovision song contest, um, Emma Musquetta and then I Am What I Am, but their song was originally out of sight, and then there's a huge controversy um with the selection of the song because people had already voted for Out of Sight and then I Am What I Am was debuted instead, so people were pretty frustrated with that. But this year, there's even a bit more controversy with not selecting, uh, not selecting uh, Aiden. Um, well, not like not just like not selecting, but like not putting Aiden in the final. Um, and then because uh, of the rule of not playing a song in advance to the competition, and then he got kicked out. But then he was asked back to perform in the in the in the live in like the in the final. So there's a huge controversy surrounding that. But I feel like if they had picked Aiden this year, I still would have felt that it was not great. Because the song was a little bit of a downplay from Hritmu in 2022. I feel like if they had just picked Hritmu and then um, then they would have probably qualified to the final in 2022. But anyways, 2023, The Busker. Not my first pick. It was my second pick, actually, of the final. The first going to Brooke, Checkmate. Um but yeah there's nothing wrong with this song in particular it's your typical dance pop song it's like you're like everybody on the floor start dancing but don't dance too much because of like social anxiety and like i don't know it's a pretty complicated it's complicated yet simple to understand at the same time the lyrics are okay everything's kind of just okay about this song Like there's nothing i hate about it but it's something i really like stands out to me it's just your typical like like cheesy pop song kind of um they're good performers, I feel like they might get, like, some votes from, like, uh, people who are, like, like, uh, like, standing the, like, the, not standing the, um, like, uh, supporters of, like, the, of the busker, or, like, boy bands, like, people who like boy bands would probably like the song, it's, like, your typical, like, um, like, teen pop song, it's, like, um, yeah, it's, like, just that. I honestly don't really have too many thoughts on it. Because it's just kind of there for me. I don't think this is going to qualify. I'd like to see it qualify. Because Malta has kind of been going down after 2021. I felt bad for Disney only coming in 7th place in um in 2021. But yeah. Like they used to have like a really good streak going on. And then then yeah 2022 happened and now they're just going down and down it's becoming worrying worrying for malta because they used to be a very very talented country at eurovision coming in second i don't believe they were one but they came very close they're kind of like iceland in the sense but like iceland's doing a little bit better but um they're kind of like iceland in the sense they're like uh, a very small country outperforming a lot of other big countries like imagine like malta and iceland together just sending all of their top songs compared to like Germany who yeah they've won but they also have like finished last more than any other country so um it's clear that like the size of the country does not have to determine the success of the country in Eurovision and Malta and Iceland are kind of proof of that um one other thing that i kind of thought was funny with this uh with this song specifically was uh um the sax player like the saxophone player and um, the amount of people who've made memes about the flashbacks to epic sax play, um Moldova 2010 and 2017. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really funny because, uh, yeah, it's clear that he's kind of like, I wouldn't say like a ripoff because I wouldn't call anyone a ripoff of anybody unless it's like really obvious. But like, it's uh, the guy clearly has some similarities to the sax player from Moldova in 2017. So, yeah that's like that's kind of a problem for malta this year but other than that their staging looks okay it's like your typical party staging It was pretty good for malta this year like i like malta staging like once again for a country of less than half a million people the fact that they are able to hold a better national final than countries like germany is is telling that like certain countries put more effort into eurovision than others sorry germany but like when you have a country of eighty million people versus a country of forty four hundred thousand, and the four hundred thousand country can put on a better national final with like a hundred songs compared to a, like a national final with nine songs from the other country. It shows that there's a lot of interest and talent that goes towards Malta's way in Eurovision. It's just unfortunate that they didn't pick the best song from the national final to go through. Because once again, I really feel like Broke would have been the song that might have lifted up Malta to try and get into the final. And once again, I have hopes that Malta can uh, defy my odds, defy everyone's odds and make it into the final. I'm just a little bit unsure at this point. The vocals are okay, the song is okay, everything is just okay. But there needs to be something that kind of kind of elevate it to the final. And with their what their um with their running order i think they're like second in this in the semi and semi-final one and already packed semi like you also have to think about that as well like if this was in semi-final two i could see it being a borderline qualifier but because it is in semi-final one and because we already have a lot of really great entrants in semi-final one i feel like this is going to be the song that's going to non-qualify along with azerbaijan croatia and ireland and maybe one other song um but yeah, so that's just my thoughts on Malta. I really hope they do defy my odds. But yeah, so best of luck to Malta. Best of luck to the busker. And it's time now to move on to our final country. And uh, yeah, it is Norway. <laughs> So that was a sample from the marvelous Alessandra from Norway with the song Queen of Kings, the entrance uh, into the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. And wow, um, I can finally say that for like one year, Norway, Sweden, and Finland have finally sent all collectively like amazing songs. I feel like that's like, I'm generalizing it and like, i know there's been many years where they all have sent great songs but i feel like this year these songs could literally top the final it could literally be between finland Sweden, and norway for that top three spot in the grand final because i know they're all pretty much guaranteed qualifiers at the center with a 97 percent chance to qualify there's no way she's not qualifying unless something goes horribly wrong on stage but even still i feel like the people who haven't seen it have heard about it so much before that they'll still vote for it even if something drastic happens um, but yeah, uh, I started watching uh, Melody Grand Prix in 2018, I believe, I'm not 100% sure as the dates, but uh, every year it just continues to grow and grow and impress me more and more. And um, this year it was one of the strongest MGP finals I've ever seen. Um, my favorite national final song that didn't make it, O'Reilly, honestly, was in there a Yonne, echo in my uh um some other ones like love you in a dream uh, not meant to be love again and then songs that didn't even qualify like uh triumph waste freya like so many good songs this year from uh, Eurovision it's just uh, i mean so many songs this year from Norway just such a talented country and i feel like while i didn't initially love the fact that alessandra uh, was chosen for eurovision i eventually came to love the song after it's now sitting around like that mid-table position but still i do really love the song it's like um she has very talented vocals very powerful staging and honestly it's like a, a very great empowerment song um I know she derives some of like the inspiration off of like a of like uh uh sexuality identity as well because I know she's part of the LGBTQ community and uh, uh we love that as well um and yeah I feel like Alessandra's performance on live is vastly better than the studio version I don't I am not sure that's ever been the case for many artists but yeah I think that uh Alessandra's defining the norm for um live versus studio in the case that her live performance is miles ahead of the studio performances um that live performance was really captivating um that latin italian introduction um the confidence she brings to the stage will be essential in that in those eurovision semifinals and final um the staging looks excellent as it was in norway i feel like they're going to build upon it more because this is norway and they always like to go bigger and better um And yeah, but the problem is that those like studio versions were just like dreadful. Like not, not the, not the, um, not the Spotify recording that was okay, but like the music video was just. I did not love it, because um, I think it just didn't match the theme of what I was expecting. Maybe it's because there's, like, more of a meaning that I just don't know, because, again, I don't have that knowledge about, like, the inner meanings of the song yet. Um, so maybe there was something more connected to the role of, like, technology and, like, this dystopian thing that was in the music video. Um, but I was, in my mind, picturing, like, a more Viking, not Viking, uh, more like a like historical themed music video where it's like empowerment above like uh find the odds of like gender expectations and like in like historical time. Um but yeah, I feel like Alessandra is now a global sensation. Uh we love to hear that your vision is becoming more mainstream on like uh the Canada, the US, global, because it really shows that artists are really bringing it to this year's contest and I'm going to say this once I'm going to say it again. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but Eurovision 2023 is amazing. And I feel like what, once people start to watch it more and more, they're going to feel the same way because I know that a lot of people felt unconfident with Eurovision this year and they're like, okay, this is such a bad year. Why is everything going wrong? And I admittedly felt the same way in the beginning, but I'm hopeful now because this contest looks amazing. I, I feel like we don't have to worry about anything um, going wrong or anything like, bad happening this year because it's just it's going to be a great year everyone we just got to be positive and have trust in our artists and feel confident and yeah um there's not too much to talk about in the song like the lyrics are also really good like um there's a part in the song is like a um like, uh, she's the, she, queen of the kings, running so fast, beating the wind, nothing in the world can stop the spread of her wings. So, um, like, uh, like, that part is really catchy. Like, you have, like, a mix of, like, catchy and then, like, uh, um uh, like, calls to, like, Nordic, um, references, like, uh, um, her heart is inspired, is warm and bright, her smile awakes the northern lights. It's, like, that part is, a kind of, like, connected to, like, a to Norway itself and then um it also has like some ties to her Italian heritage as well with like the beginning I love the beginning I really wish they did put that in the studio version but I feel like it's like a special live element but if they don't bring that to the revision stage I'm gonna be pretty upset because like that part was essential to the performance but yeah um I don't believe that um, Alessandra should have any problems with qualifying or um, uh, to the final. I don't believe that the song is going to go any lower than like third. Like I feel like it's going to be Sweden, Finland, Norway in the semifinal or Finland, Sweden, Norway. Um, I don't think that any other songs can really challenge the triple threat from Norway, Sweden, Finland. I feel like they're just so solid this year that I, I don't think anyone can compare to it. But um, yeah, I don't. I I really don't have any worries or concerns. There's nothing I really don't like, except for really maybe that music video. But I I'm a bit biased in that. But yeah, it's just such a phenomenal song, and it, I think it's like a great way to end like the or to start off that semi because I know it is opening the contest this year, so it will open semi final one. A lot of people were like, mm, why are they putting such a strong song first? But like I've explained, sometimes I do put uh stronger songs into weaker positions to try and boost up the odds of qualifying from there so that future years will not have so much like uh, doubt about getting in those positions because they have see those higher odds. But honestly, if uh semifinal one, uh, as I've discussed all the way back in that first episode, um, like the first position in any semifinal is really a 50-50 chance. And I know that now we have norway and denmark and i feel like this really epitomizes the 50-50 chance cuz you have 50% good 50% and like yeah so i know it's a 50-50% chance of qualifying but honestly there's i i feel like this is just pretty much a locked in qualifier sweden norway finland uh, uh, maybe israel maybe a few other countries are pretty much locked in qualifiers for uh for the grand final and there's not much i can really talk more about that um The song is amazing. Alessandra, great stage performer. uh, Great, like, confidence on the stage, musically. Very, like, um, it's a great debut song as well. Like, did I mention, this is for Alessandra's first, like, professional, like, studio song as well. So, a lot of is going towards Alessandra's way, but it's very deserved and I really am excited to see what she does in the future because she's just a very talented, amazing performer and yeah, so there's not I have no worries for Norway and yeah, I just want to wish Alessandra the best of luck and Norway the best of luck. And yeah, I feel like that was a great way to conclude today's episode. and I hope you have enjoyed uh, today's uh, video uh, today's episode uh, with the reviews of Shakia, Estonia, Malta, and Norway. Um, and if you're interested in seeing some more amazing Eurovision content, news and updates, head on over to at on Instagram. Um, and to more, uh, the next episode, whenever that will come out, uh, we'll have a special uh, guest or guests. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And I really hope you have been enjoying those past two episodes as I have been enjoying creating them. So I'll see you all in the next episode. Music